Welcome into the Ball Bros. I'm Sandy. I'm Jake. I'm Nick. We got a lot of sports and a little bit of nonsense coming at you. Mr. Limited. I ain't feeling very dangerous. Don't let him cook! Playoffs? Did I just hear playoffs? 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 <laughs> We're getting into that more? time of the year. <laughs> One more? <laughs> playoffs? Good measure. There you go. We're getting into that time of the year. We're getting into the playoffs. Some unfortunately, of us. yeah, unfortunately, some of us, some of us, some of us not, but didn't make right. it. Some of us got a first round bye, and some of us limped in. Mm. Some of but us snuck in with a great team. Somehow, I think yeah. we're we're one of each on those. Yeah. one didn't Literally. make it. One got a first round bye, and one limped in. So in multiple leagues. So yep, um, yep. Thank God. But yeah, hopefully you're one of the ones that made it. If not, you know, next year. There's always next year. This is actually yeah. one of the most important times for fantasy. In reality, especially if you're eliminated, because imagine mm. if you quit watching football last year, you would not have known yeah. how great Amon Ra was. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we let him slip until the seventh round anyway. Yeah, that's why you kind of have to be in a dynasty league. Just because when, when you lose and you're not making the playoffs, the season's not over. You're right yeah. on to start scouting your players for next year and acquiring those picks. And It's big because, I mean, especially you look at the impact Gabe Davis had in the playoffs, the right. actual oh, exactly. playoffs. Yeah. and. You know, it's one of those things. It kind of goes back to a dynasty. Did that help him in redraft? Absolutely. But in a dynasty yeah, setting, that summer of Gabe Davis, of his value was still sky high, yeah. and he's been all right this year. Not as probably as good as what we expected him to be. Yep. But to that note, you know, it, this is an important time for all for all fantasy players, regardless of redraft or dynasty. A little bit more importance though on that dynasty. Absolutely, and dynasty leagues, you spend if you're not contending until the last minute, yeah. you spend more time in the off season than you do during right. the regular season. That's the sickening part about dynasty. Yeah. It's also some, awesome though. I love it. Though. It is. It's I mean, the best part and the worst. Yeah, and outside of like outside of winning an actual chip, the next best time for me is draft season. I think it is for most mm-hmm. people. It's just it's yes. it's the excitement. And you're not knowing what's going to happen, but yeah. So unless you're winning a chip. You're, you're already looking forward to that next year. But Everybody's confident going into the season. This is the time right. to, if you just barely made it in, keep that same confidence yeah. you had before. Yep, you got to grind and out some of these wins. For some of us who did limp in, more than likely it was because you did have some injuries along the way. So, you know, to that as well, we're going to talk about some guys you're going to want to keep on your radar in case you did have those late-season injuries to yep. keep your team alive. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we can make a fun this or that out of that. Mm. Ooh, we haven't done a this or that in quite yeah, some time. And it, it also doesn't help that we had the hiatus, but yes. it feels like it's been over so two months. So what do we want to start with? Let's do we want to start with the pickups, like defensive pickups first? Yeah, yeah we can do that. We can That's do a that. quick one. I know with defensive pickups, and this is kind of, again, we're going to focus more on the dynasty side here because normally there's more roster spots for defense. This even uh, works for redraft too because think yeah. about if you have a bye week and you can – pick up a defense because you have an open roster spot just to set yourself up for the next week just so that you're ahead of whoever you have to play next week you potentially can get them for free for no fab like the tennessee defense is who i'm going to start with okay mm. they play houston in two weeks yeah yeah, yeah. that's a good i one. actually dropped them but i think i was scheduled i penciled that game in that maybe i want to keep them for yeah um yeah so definitely you you want to be looking ahead because Every point matters in the playoffs, and when you're looking at defenses, you have to look at the matchup. Houston, obviously, has been the worst offense in the league this year, so almost any defense is going to be good about them. And I think Tennessee actually has a really good defense. They've just got destroyed the last couple yeah. of games. Absolutely. And Evan Ingram. 
Yep. Yeah. You got Gosh. somebody like the Carolina Panthers defense. I think actually has a big week this week. I know. I, I can't believe they're they're only rostering three percent of the leagues, but right. It's kind of it's very bizarre, but in the same vein, it's like no one would think that Carolina will be great this week, but they are playing maybe against Mitch Trubisky. Right. Mm. It is tough when you are looking at some of these defenses because I mean it's very hit or miss. You know, I think a lot of defenses, we didn't give enough credit to Detroit. I mean, they were a very piss-poor defense early in the year. They got ran over by literally every team. Their offense kept them alive. But now, a team like Detroit, you can even factor in because their defense has made big strides at yeah. stepping up. They've yeah. matured behind Aiden Hutchinson. You know, it's to be expected. But overall, they've made big improvements, and even they have a defense worth at least keeping an eye on. Maybe not the worst starting. They've been the worst in the league, but, yeah, they look better. I just picked up Cleveland just now because they might play a third-string quarterback for Baltimore this week. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's I think I, uh, I, to look for. I picked but up Kansas City in one league. They're rostered under 50% of leagues, and who are they playing? Houston. This week they get Houston. They just put up big points against Denver, and then they get Denver again in two weeks. So that's, that's a, a great make. I want to point out the Cleveland pickup as well. You know, even in Baltimore, forget you know third, second, third string quarterback. But then you turn around, and you get New Orleans, and yeah. that dumpster fire. You and know, Washington. Yeah. So I mean, that would be as far as a three game stretch. The way I'm looking at these matchups are: who can I rely on? If worst case scenario, I have to go with them all yeah. three weeks of these playoffs. Yep. And Cleveland's definitely a, a team I would have up there. Um, Absolutely. And this, this is more of a biased one. I do like Denver's defense a lot, and I also love their matchups as well. You know, this week they go and play Arizona with, you know, Kyler Murray's just out for the year ACL. Yeah, good old Colt McCoy. And then you turn around, they get the Rams, you know, in that situation. But Denver's going to be a great defense the rest of the season. I minus think. that week 17 against Kansas City. Even against Kansas City, I think that they, you know, getting three interceptions against Mahomes definitely helps. Yeah, because I, I mean, they. I want to throw one more out there real quick. Tampa Bay, who's been pretty mid this whole rest of the year after this next week. So Cincinnati, we don't really want any business in that. But at Arizona, Carolina, and Atlanta. Mm. Three in a row that they should handle all three of those games. Yeah. Now, Atlanta won't so. really matter as far as from a fantasy side unless you have one of those right. rare leagues that you, your championship it happens to fall on the last week, which is right. very bad idea. Tisk, tisk <laughs> Arizona, Carolina, they're trying to get into a playoff spot. The Buccaneers are, so they want to shut both of those offenses down, which they should. So maybe throw them in there as well. And they're not rostered in. They're rostered in 50% of leagues, so should be able to pick them up. It's That's a pretty good number. The hardest one for me is honestly the Cowboys defense. Number one on the year, right? Number one, and it's an intriguing matchup because, yes, you do have Philly in week 16, which that is a make-or-break week. That is the week that normally you're going to be playing in your semis. But you look at the in-betweens. Jacksonville, that's a weird matchup because we just saw they have a decent offense there in Jacksonville. Yeah, but I don't actually love that. I don't love picking them up. I mean, unless you already have them, yeah, like at Jacksonville and Philadelphia. And then they do get at Tennessee, which, you know, Tennessee is hit or miss too. So, I mean, like the Cowboys defense up to this point would be a defense you would start every week, but that last three-week stretch could be make or break. Uh, They're very dependent on forcing a ton of turnovers. Like every game they've scored in, they've either got a defensive touchdown or they've got forced a ton of turnovers. And being second in the league in sacks. Yeah, it's just so it's like Jacksonville, you could see that happening. But Philadelphia, last time they played them, they only put up four points on the defense. So. I did not Look know that, that they kept track of tackles for entire defenses on Sleeper. I know I we don't either. keep track of those mm. points, but 823 tackles by the Patriots leads the league in tackles. Mm. Or 900, I'm sorry. 900 by the Falcons. Isn't that fascinating? That is I mean, it's not surprising, too, because, you know, it would be a, a team that's probably not too good that would have more tackles. Yeah. We should get at least point 
or 0.1 points for that. <laughs> Why mm. not? If they're already keeping track of it. Right. I didn't know they were keeping track team by team here. It's kind of crazy. Where do you see that at? That's on the – I'm just going to leaderboards for uh, defenses. And then it's all the way over to the right. Very bizarre. But the Cowboys, hmm. I mean, they have 11 interceptions on a year, 48 sacks, 61% ownership. I'm confident in the Cowboys no matter what mm. because I think offenses, unless – Unless there's somebody they're playing against, like uh, A.J. Brown, which A.J. Brown last time he played them wasn't great to begin with. But I think that he'll be able, or the Cowboys, will be able to be fine against any team they play the rest of the year, especially in fantasy. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, defense, it's a big thing because in a lot of leagues, that can sway a decision. You know, if you have your defense go league winners. We've seen it already this year multiple times. Look at the Cleveland Browns, what, a week or two ago? They had 30, and I guarantee that won a lot of people some crucial games. That got me one step closer. There's no bigger disparity, too, in any other position in, in fantasy. It's defense because you're either getting negative four or five points, which doesn't happen in any other position, or you're getting 20 points. Well, the top two defenses are 20 point have 20 more points than the third best defense on the year. That makes a huge. That's the difference in a in a win is your defense getting 15 and your other opponents getting getting a one point or two points or negative. Yeah, Yeah, or negative. Negative points, and it's tough because it's like I get the argument. A lot of people opt have have moved to opt out of having a defense. That's kind of one of those things. We talked about it. I could care less if we have a defense or not. I'm going to ride with it as long as we do. It doesn't bother me, but I see the argument. I hope we get rid of defenses. Personally. I kind of want to just for the negative impact. You know, the positive is great and all like we were talking about. Negative but is brutal. Just for the sake of getting rid of that negative impact, not having to worry about, oh, I'm going to have minus five points because my defense decided to get blown out. Yeah. Maybe, cap, a, maybe cap it at zero points. Yeah. It could be a cap so Like the lowest points that they could get is zero. Mm. Yeah. That, that's a good one. I don't mind that. Well, what's the next one we want to get into? Are we going to talk about – well, this is Jake's segment. Well, yeah, so yeah. we talked about league winners in our in our previous episode. Let's go to some league losers. I know you all saw that tweet about – no one really talks about a guy that you have to start because you have no other choice, and he's projected 15. And then he goes out and he gets you a five or six. Consistently. And he, and he, screws, he literally screws you out of, out of playoff wins. So I'll start real quick. Travis Ntien. He's crushed you in the last three weeks. Yeah, crushed you. you. Uh, if it if this was a league that I had cared about wins, you know, if this was Amish and he was out there doing this, then I would be devastated. And most people are because he had that, that five or six run, week stretch yeah. that you know fourteen, twelve, eighteen, twenty five, twenty six, ten, and he, since he's came back, he's just been appalling. And then he plays against Dallas, who he just said has a great defense. So it's like. You kind of have to start him. He's still projected. But you don't want 14. to. He's projected 14 points. Yeah. It's like you have to start him. Yeah, it's Do just you think he finishes top 17 on the week? Because that's where his projection 17. is. 17. I say no. I yeah, can see him being not. right around that, but it's going to be tough. It's going to take a good outing. He'll have to score at least 15 to get I there. I think he so. does what he yeah. does last week or the week before. Finishes Seven, probably yeah. about wide rec- or running back 35 yep. to 40. And then, he has New York, and then he has the Jets after that. So it's like – I'm not too confident in starting him the rest of the year. I guess, like you said, if you have to, you have to, but he could be a league loser for you. He's either exactly. going to be a boom or bust, more than likely with the matchups, probably a boom or probably a bust, excuse me. Yep. All three of these guys, it's ironic, too, because we all took running backs. Yeah, um, we did. So there's nobody did. better for this segment. So mine is going to be Alvin Kamara, and yeah. if you're those who have him out there, you loved him, and then you've hated him. Does he feel like running back 16 on the year? No. And it's definitely skewed, you know. It took that stretch there where he had 23, 18, 17, and then capped it off with the 42-point performance. He also but missed two games, but, yeah, that 42-pointer went yeah, a long way. The 42-point was dismal. huge. 
Yeah, so, I mean, what we're hoping, and it was a tough matchup. You look at that stretch there against Baltimore, yeah. at Pittsburgh, Rams, Niners, and Buccaneers. That's all decent defenses, so let's yeah. not he, hide since that. Since he put but. up 42 points, he's put up 40 points since then. Mm. Yeah. And the thing That's is, absurd. look at the snap percentage. Like, it's it's been going down. Like, he's been seeding touches to Mark Ingram, who but, lost well, in the game, but Mark, now obviously he's yeah. out for the Mark year. Mark is but. gone, and the playoff schedule looks good, yes. but do yeah. you trust that? That's what I'm saying. I, you trust, have to. I trust the first two weeks strictly because Atlanta, Saints, you know, divisional matchup. I think this would be the bounce-back week for him. Now, what scares me is that week 16 and 17. You know, Cle- yeah. At Cleveland, at Philly, we're just raving about the Cleveland defense. We think that they're going to be pretty solid. Yep. And then Philadelphia has been consistent all year. That's what I'm saying. So, like, say you're in your playoff championship week 17 against Philly, and he comes out and gives you, like, six points. The thing is – That's a league loser. That's going to hurt. That's a league loser. Philly's defense is they've been – they were great against the run. Then they were very bad when Mm -hmm. Jordan Davis got hurt. They brought in Ndamukong Sue. They brought in the guy who used to be on the Vikings. Who? Was it – who was it? Robert Quinn? No, was oh, it yeah. Robert Quinn is Roquan there too. Went to the, but uh, they brought ball, in another defensive line. tackle, and ever since then, these last couple of weeks, the Eagles are looking even better yeah. again against the run. And Jordan Davis is still on his way back. So Fletcher Cox is yeah. still there it's too. Terrifying. Right? Yes. So the Eagles made the right moves, and that is the one matchup I think. You know, Cleveland, I can you know live with that one. But yeah, Philly, that is not a guy who you want to have to start against. Could you know, for a championship be, week potentially. Yeah, could be a league loser in your championship game if he comes out and puts up what he's been doing, which is five or seven. I which, don't see a high-scoring game against yeah. Cleveland either, though. Yeah, I don't no. think he goes for twenty-five points. Maybe either. fifty-six would be nice. Uh, yeah, you would love yeah, that. Last <laughs> time I played Alvin Kamara on in the playoffs, he put up fifty-six on uh, on Christmas Day. Yep. Yeah, a lot of fun. Yours Thank truly. You. Yeah, I appreciate you bringing that one back into the fold. You bring up the all-time wins about every other day, so we're even. We can look at it again. <laughs> I think I have an eight-game lead over you right now. Yeah, oh, you gosh. do. Oh, my gosh. team, just for the, all those that don't un- that don't know this, my team started eight and one. My record as of right now into the playoffs, I'm eight and eight and six. Crumbling. So That's insane. Crumbling. Five-game losing streak, but I'm in the playoffs. My team should be just about healthy. And I finished eleven and three. Yeah, yeah, we did. yeah, you did. Good <laughs> yeah, job. Yeah, this is a good did. season. I'll give you that. That's good right, year. baby. Season. Regular right. season champ right here. Eleven wins, back to back years. Nine wins a couple years ago. I'm I'm doing just You're fine. Doing I'm just very fine. happy. Just but fine. who's your guy? Who I'm not very happy with right this is now. Just shocking to me. I'm gonna go with Saquon Barkley. This is by far the best player out of the three we mentioned. In terms of yeah, yeah, very bold take. Running back five. When it comes to Saquon, yeah, the running back five numbers are a little bit skewed because he's been so heavily consistent through the first eight weeks of the season. He was only, you know, his worst week he was running back seventeen with eleven points. Recently, twenty three points against Houston. I expect that he also had thirty five touches to get there. He's been banged up ever since. Got twenty two yards, thirty nine. 63 against Washington, which is who he also plays this week. And I'm not going to talk about last week against Philadelphia. We just talked about how good they were. And he yep. went 9 for 28. They play Washington this week. I ha- I want to bench him as badly as, as possible. I'd rather insane. play the likes yeah. of a Rashad White this week, which I probably will. So with, really a league, with a league loser like we're talking about, you think he's going to be bad against Minnesota and Indianapolis? I think against them he should be fine. When we say league loser, the way I look at it is a guy who I don't really – you know, there's no reason for me not to start him. Yeah, just based you have on the to name. start For him. all three of these guys, you got to yeah. start him based on the yeah, name. Sure, have to. But would I rather excited. start somebody else? Yes. Yeah. That's how I feel about Could it. Could be depending on the matchup. The Giants don't score enough. The Giants' offense has scared me all year. There's been plenty of games where yeah. they score two touchdowns, and Saquon gets one of them because yep. he gets 30 touches in yep. the game. Yeah. If that won't happen the rest of the year because of this weird neck injury, 
or them just trying to keep him healthy because they're throwing away the season, then mm. I don't I don't foresee Saquon being the kind of guy who I don't think he finishes inside the top five yeah. on a week and, the rest of the year. And the number that stands out to me when you look at Saquon, because you do look at, you know, against Dallas, Washington, he puts up, you know, 15, 19. But you look at that yards per carry, you know, obviously against Detroit, that was the shocking one. Only had 1.47 yards per carry. That's abysmal for him, which I think that was the neck injury game, was that not? No, that was or against no. Detroit. When Detroit, like we said earlier about the Aiden Hutchinson thing, they've been getting very, very improved on defense these, this second half of the year. So when it comes to a guy like Saquon, against Washington, last time they played, 11, or he had the touchdown 18 carries for 63 yep. yards. Take the touchdown away. He finishes with, what, 23 total attempts for 91 yards or 81 yards. That's insane. That's, that's decent. Not a, that's not bad, but but that's eight points, thirteen points. That's not going to win anybody a championship. No, that's you yeah. can get that every week from Miles Sanders. Well, well we like you're saying, from Rashad White, like yes, Rashad White's yeah. getting exactly. you twelve, thirteen points every week. Rashad and that's White, a guy I who think you can feel only confident. go up, whereas Saquon, I think, can only go down. That is another part. We'll of We'll see too. I mean, get through Washington, but with Minnesota and Indianapolis, I think that's a wild card type of situation. In a in Dynasty, I don't. I'm not worried about Saquon because I have the bye week. When it comes to Amish and this week, I have to win because I am the last seed. I'm going to have the toughest road to get there. The way I look at it, I can't risk putting Saquon out there and him being lackluster. I got to right. go for the upside. Yeah, I want to throw on a uh, an honorable mention here too. DeAndre Swift, I think, is another guy I could have put in there. Definitely as a league mm-hmm. loser. Um, He's a regular season uh, league loser, but somehow, been so bad. somehow I actually Look do feel good about him. Look at the touches. I, That's I, what's so. I horrifying. genuinely now not this week. I don't like him against yeah, the, the Jets, Jets but him. you go then if you're someone that maybe you do squeak by that and you have to now go week sixteen seventeen Carolina Chicago. That's a decent it matchup. If if the Lions beat the Jets and they are playing potentially for a playoff. They still can be in the playoffs if mm-hmm. they if they continue to win yeah. out. And the Packers lose. That's what I'm saying. The so Packers are one loss away themselves. If they get there, then why wouldn't he have a good game against Carolina and Chicago? You know, you they th- you would think they would want to play him 60% of the snaps, but they just are in love with Jamal Williams. It's I do, insane. I do also want to throw out another honorable mention. This is okay. a guy that hurts both of us. Hmm. George Kittle. Yeah, oh. fuck George Kittle. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It is so him. brutal. I, I love having him yeah, on my you're dynasty right. team. You're but right. like, on your he's bench. Been, he's been really painful. Of course he's on my bench. I'm so saying you love cheap. having him on your bench is yeah, what I'm saying. It's good to throw not, not a running back in there, yeah. I agree. George Kittle, and based disgusting. on the name, like we said, these are all named guys. Yeah. Guys who, when they're healthy, you got to start them because you've seen their ceiling. But George Kittle is unfortunately just one of those guys. He's had one really good game this year. Against Arizona, you know, he put up 24, but then you look at the last three games, he's only combined for, what, under 15. But now despicable. that we're looking at it, against Seattle, I, I like that matchup. I do like I do the like matchup, matchup for this week, but then you got to go Washington. Like, the matchups aren't the problem for me. Yeah, I wouldn't be happy about Washington, and then when they go to Las Vegas, it feels like one of those games where McCaffrey runs the ball for yeah, like and 50 times. We've got a couple games with Purdy running the offense here, and he's just not looking Kittle's way. So Maybe that changes, chemistry thing. but... But he can't. That's the, that's also part of the problem. It's not a Brock yeah, Purdy problem. Right. It's a Kyle Shanahan doesn't want yeah. the offense ran through Kittle right now. He wants it to go mm-hmm. through. Right. You know, if and Debo, why would Debo you? being banged up does help Kittle. It does. But, like, but. if you're them and you're looking at this schedule and you're probably going to get, you know, a top three seed in the NFC, 
why would you run a run through Kittle when you can run through McCaffrey right now and use Kittle yes. as an extra blocking tight end? And they know that Jordan and they're Mason, win. Yep. Jordan Mason, if anything, will be able to get him to the playoffs as a backup running back too. Yeah. If they want to go lighten the load a little bit on McCaffrey as well, but I do, yeah. you know, when it comes to Kittle, at any point in time, we know he can have the game eight for eighty three, yeah. six for ninety eight, and four for eighty four. But outside of those games, he's been bad all yeah. season. I've never seen a healthy George Kittle only projected ten points. Yeah, that's what, that's disgusting. Strictly ranked defense against that end. Strictly, just as a quick this or that, I just have this one, and this okay. is because it, this is based on my Amish team. It's just because George you, Kittle, okay. or or Gerald Everett. That's disgusting. Mm. I'm gonna go Gerald Everett. I I really hate I want that. to as well because here's the Everett's thing. Everett's so mid, but he is mid, and that's sometimes better than yeah. Kittle. So, but exactly. what's nice about Everett too is. Herbert's starting to get back into his form. He's starting to look a little bit better each he week. He's starting to get his receiving core back. He gets targets. That's as simple yeah. as that. He gets targets every week. So. so the targets, and against Tennessee, Indianapolis, and L.A., you know, all three of those should be games that he could be, you know, at least relatively involved in. Overall, he's been better than Kittle this year, yep. and he's got a lot of green going forward. So if exactly. I had to have one for the playoffs, I'd, I would rather have Everett. Yep. And that's whole playoffs, not just this week. Right. Yeah, and that's the – and that's now you see where my issue comes in because they're both such similar players for this specific season. And week 17 is yeah. a revenge game for Everett yep. against the Rams. I'm revenge ready for game. that. Ooh. I'm all about it. Yes, sir. Wait, does he play Seattle too? Oh, no. No. But it would also be another revenge game. You know okay. I'm a revenge game guy. Oh, revenge games – Hey, I've got a revenge game coming up here soon. Hey, I remember so. when I playing uh, Hayden Hurst against Atlanta. He got like two touchdowns. Yep, we that called was a that great one. game. Yep, yeah, you actually one. did call. I was against that. You called it. I'll give you that. When it comes to revenge, uh, I'm a big advocate for these narratives. You know, speaking of revenge, it's actually dude. Whoa, I just realized no. oh a second. God, we that. are sickos. No, that is that. disgusting. <laughs> that actually is unintentional. <laughs> I just realized this. So we, we have a sleeper. Sleeper winners section. Oh my god! A segment right now. I hate. We that. are so unintentional. This is insane. We did not mean to do this. <laughs> How did no one notice? How did no one know this? And still, we're literally in. reading this. Our league winners are all, <laughs> all, all Jets. All New all York New York football, football Jets. Jets. <laughs> that is so foul and disgusting. I'm so sorry it. for the listeners, but I kind of love it. <laughs> I say we bar- run through them real quick. Let's I, just go down god, the list. Let's go. Who who starts all this? Who's going to feed both of these players potentially? Yeah. Michael. White. That's your guy, yep. isn't it? That's Jake? my guy. And you know you know why? Look at this matchup. Detroit, Jacksonville, Seattle, Miami, obviously Miami in the in the in the last week, but green everywhere. If he's healthy, look what he's done. Twenty four and seventeen in the two healthy weeks. They do tend to let him throw the ball. They let him, they let him let it rip. Detroit, that so. should be a super high scoring game, even for the Jets standards. So. I think so, but it's unfortunate that it's not in Detroit. Detroit's yeah. like over unders in their own building is right. quite insane. Yep. But I, def- I like him. I think he's a guy that let's see, he's rostered in thirty nine percent of leagues. So these these all three of these guys we've kind of tried to bank around. Um, if you could go and pick them up right now for the and rest, all of the three playoffs. of them, you most of them you can. Yeah. And Mike White for the rest of the playoffs, if you need a streamer, if you're so but down bad and you need a couple a guy to get you a couple weeks, this I like Mike guy. White because he's the only one on that waiver wire that I actually like right now. Imagine losing Kyler Murray and you pivot exactly. to Mike White. That's a good move. That's right not there. even That's maybe a downgrade than... to be honest. That's a Pivotal right. move, like yeah. it could be. It's against Detroit, Jacksonville, Seattle. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. he should feast against all three. Who's he going to be feeding the ball to, though, Nick? 
He loves him more. He might Let's be. hope. He I might be. He back. already has. He's already fed him more than the other two combined have. That is true. And we're fucking back, baby. That's the thing <laughs> that makes me so happy. I remember at the beginning of the That's year, he, he made me look bad. He really did. He did uh, me dirty. Elijah Moore did me dirty. Robert Sala in the same. I you know, I like Robert Sala, sure. But when you have the guy this talented, this far into the season, be ranked wide receiver eighty four, that's a problem with coaching. So but la- the last like, I'd really I'll say the last three weeks ever since yeah. it's been Mike White. He had the yeah. sixty four yard game and a touchdown, which was a one big play, which right. is fine <laughs> with me. He was still getting back into the snaps. Right. Last two weeks, the snaps are going up. Targets are going yeah, up. Yeah, that's what's. Uh, that's yeah, what this game against see. Buffalo was the one that really kind of flipped the switch. I think. Yes. And it's not concerning at all to me because, in those games, didn't um, Garrett Wilson? He still feasted, so it's not that problem. Yes. It's not like there's not targets to go around. That Braxton Berrios should see no targets. He should see zero percent of the snaps. That's true. For the rest of the year, and it should be all Elijah Moore's now. That's my biggest gripe with Elijah Moore, and especially when it was Zach Wilson, was seeing how good Garrett Wilson was actually going to end yeah. up being. Yep. And watching them go off together, yeah, really it should be scared. good. I mean, it makes me really scared being a Patriots fan. I'll it say that. It should be a good one-two punch. I mean, it, in theory, we thought it should be, and now we're starting to see that 10 targets last yep. week. Things are starting to trend up, and look at the matchups once again, as we said for Mike White, Detroit, Jacksonville, Seattle. And then to cap like off those. the three-headed beast here, you get to hand the ball off to Zonovan Knight. I like yours the most. Yeah, Zonovan he's, Knight. he's probably the the best points, but he's probably the most rostered right now. Right. Now. Well, he's, he's surprisingly 51%. enough, 43 is what I see. That's kind of insane that all three of the guys we talked about were Jets, and all three I mean, of them are decent. like they were at one point in the season backups. Oh, yeah. Zonovan yep. Knight really wasn't even a name until – Week twelve, and now stringer. I know what I'm naming my firstborn son. Really, Zonovan. Zonovan is the coolest Knight. name I've ever heard in my okay. life. It is no, a neat not name. Knight's fine, but Zonovan. Yeah, it is Zonovan. a cool name, Zonovan. But yeah, I like the matchups. I mean, but Detroit kind of scares me because we just saw what happened with Saquon when they played them. That's true. So but I think they'll toss the ball to him more. I think that'll Hopefully be different. He gets some catches, yeah. But, but then you get Jacksonville and at Seattle. I'm like Seattle. Those are all decent defenses, but we didn't. I don't think it really matters to be honest. Yeah, Zonovan and Knight, the Jets are also fighting for their lives yeah. for a playoff spot right now. They can't lose any of these games, so yeah. they have to throw the ball. Great and offensive run the ball. line. They've shown the, yeah. the ability to run the ball and that they have great red zone packages. He got a really tough touchdown run and a 50-yard run in the last couple of weeks. And I think weeks. they like him. Right. That's the thing. The th- they've yep. already came, pretty much came out and said that like beyond this year. He's earned a role. Yeah, at least backup. Like I think he's jumped. Jonathan, or, you know, what am I thinking? James Robinson. Robinson, I think he's jumped Michael Carter, believe it or not. Definitely. Well, I think the James Robinson thing was also a compensatory pick thing as well because he Mm, was like a certain amount of – if he got 150 rushing yards on the Jets, the pick goes up another round. Mm. So Zonovan Knight has been benefited greatly by the – even them bringing on James Robinson, I think, benefited Zonovan Knight. I don't mind him in, you know, in a dynasty format. I think this is more for – I love uh, redraft, but he's only 21 years old. Yeah. Obviously, it, if Reese comes back healthy, you'll never hear from him again if he stays healthy. But I, I think not you have one more year out of Zonovan Knight. I, Zonovan Knight's taking Michael Carter's job. That's what I was going to say. I don't think necessarily even if Reese Hall back. We saw what, what Michael they Carter was with, capable of doing. What are they going to do with Michael Carter? I don't think they're going to uh, use him. He's a, he's a, a day two running back. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And Zonovan yeah. Knight's an undrafted running back. Yeah. Fuck him. So like, if you think no one cares about both of them are guys that they're not going to be worried about because their guy is Brees Hall. But I think between those two, at this you point, Zonovan's so proved. Zonovan. It's, it's crazy. I'm he is so much lower. He is more of a prototypical back for that type of offense. So that's why I like he's a you know he is definitely a a hog when it comes to the ball. Yes. He gets the targets I mean, too in the passing good, game. Right? So I don't say he hasn't looked good, but all three guys great pickups. I cannot believe they're we did all that. 
Okay. Jets. So Can't let's let's can I'll go down the list a little bit. I'm gonna start with a pair of running backs and a pair of wide receivers and a pair of quarterbacks as your sleeper streaming guys for the playoffs. And I'm gonna start with two running backs on the same team. Pierre Strong or <laughs> Kevin Harris. Pierre Which Strong. guy did you like better? Definitely Strong. I liked him before the season started as a as a low key pickup in dynasty formats. He is super old, but I mean it doesn't really matter if he's getting the catches or the targets. So they're both rookies. That's the thing. One of them yeah. is a later round rookie, and Pierre Strong. Pierre Strong had the big run. I know. They both got a touchdown, and I've, Kevin Harris is technically the one that came in first. Yeah. So that's why I think it's so interesting, especially if Ramondre is out. But then again. Damian Harris might be healthy this week too. He was doubtful. So, so when many, it comes down so to many it, people in the I think folder. all three of them. Who would you pick up out of those God three guys? Us. I mean, Andre out of the equation. Harris, right? I mean, if he's healthy, that is a tough thing. Kevin Harris? No, no, no Damian sorry, Harris. Sorry, Damian. <laughs> yeah, gosh, I rather both Harris. It's got to be Damian. I'm gonna go Pierre Strong out of all three. Okay. I picked up Pierre Strong tonight because yeah, I do I have like Andre. Yeah, and Pierre Strong looks the closest to Ramondre, and especially the fact that he got two catches for 20 yards. Yeah, He looked good through the air. He had 90 total yards on seven touches. I think the Patriots are right. going to look at that and say, all right, we need some big plays. Ramondre's not in. He's the most reliable player. Yep. Let's just go ahead and get it to Pierre Strong and see what happens. Sure. Yeah, because right. Damian Harris is definitely the guy you handed up for the short yardage. Yeah. That's right. All right, now we're going to talk about wide receivers. How confident would you be? Chris Moore. Houston Texans could win you the rest of the season or 52% DJ Chark, who I know people have their concerns because Jamison Williams had a 40-yard touchdown. I really like Chark. I mean, in that offense, it's amazing. But Chris Moore, what did he do? 22 points on 11 targets? One big game, though. He also made some outrageous catches. That's the thing. I watched most of that game, and this guy was catching everything. Do we we think that Nico Collins or Brandon Cooks may play the rest of the year for the – for the Texans, who knows? They it doesn't not. really matter because I this mean, week they're the playing Kansas City. If he's the only guy that gets targets, then in a game that they're going to lose go by him, 20, but yeah. they're going to throw it 40 times. If he gets the targets, why not? I don't like him in the I like in Shark the better, though. I like Shark I do better. like DJ Shark better because he's of the fact. He's a better receiver, simple. He also that. has more pedigree to him. Chris Moore, That's he might. Shark Chris is a better Moore receiver. is known to pop off like one game a year. DJ Chark at least did have a season where he was consistent this year. Obviously, he's been banged up heavily, but he's looked better. And obviously, it helps with that receiving core when you have Amon Ross St. Brown. Chark's looked good every now game you have he's played. Williams. Look at every game he's played outside of Washington. They put up a dud. He's, he's looked good in every single game. But he sees, a, he sees a limited amount of targets. So that's where it goes back to, do you want a guy that's getting 10 targets on a horrible team, or do you want a guy who's getting his maxes eight targets? Mm-hmm. Probably has to catch a touchdown. Be closer to four or five right. the rest of the year. Right. So yeah. yeah, that's that's interesting. Might have to go more on that one. I'm gonna go Chris Moore for the upside. Yeah. I think when it comes down to it, the Texans will be losing games yeah. much more badly than the Lions will. Right. So Would you rather gonna... have Jamison Williams or DJ Chark for the rest of the season? DJ Chark. Mm, but probably hmm. Chark. Yeah. It's only because Williams only had the one catch. Yeah, he's, he's got to get up to speed. He's not 100%. Yet. He was pretty fast. I'm 100% sure that he had some part to play in himself being that wide open, and I'm pretty sure as well that the defense fucked up. Oh, yeah. He, that was a blown coverage. Shot. Yes. All but right. We all feel good about him. Yeah. Now, quarterbacks. This one is kind of tough. I want to do two guys, but I can't figure out which two I like the best to make you all debate. So I'm going to go with three guys. 30% rostered Ryan Tannehill. 53% Trevor Lawrence. 52% Derek Carr. Who would you rather ride with the rest of the year? Trevor Lawrence, no question. 
Really? Definitely Trevor Lawrence, but look, I don't love the schedule. Dallas this next week, he's probably going to put up a dud. And then at the Jets, probably a dud. And then you get Houston, but I think Lawrence is obviously the most talented. He's Think about it this way. Trevor Lawrence, and yeah, like you said, matchups are going to play a big role. But he has QB8 on the year. But also look at look at Tannehill. Look at Tannehill, who they have to win games at the Chargers, Houston, and then you get Dallas. So two versus one good game. And then my favorite guy, Derek Derek Carr, against the Patriots, Steelers, and then a big game against the 49ers at the end of the year in the championship week. I think he has a good game. I'm gonna go Tannehill as much as I hate Tannehill, and then followed by Lawrence. I just I hate Carr out of this. I can't get myself to take Tannehill, and I don't think I ever will because. He's as mid no as one, mid no gets. One likes him as a quarterback. <laughs> mid, he's literally as mid as mid will ever get for a player. And Trevor Lawrence. Maybe you at go least, Lawrence for the upside then. I like Lawrence for the offense. The I think, and I'm not saying this is ever going to happen again. Evan Ingram's not going to go for 39 points in a in a week, but that also helps unlocking him in that offense to go along with your Christian Kirk, with your Zay Jones, who's a speedy threat. Yes, that really opens things up, and then that should be a you know should be the key to getting etn going you know like but like you said these are tough defenses so we'll see what happens i do like trevor lawrence i think he's matured a ton i think he's probably proven a lot of people wrong this year so i like when in the direction they're going i feel good i'm gonna go car Tannehill, lawrence wow you like lawrence the least yes now let's talk about thursday night football san francisco 49ers against the seattle seahawks decent game who, you see, who do you game. guys think is going to win this game? And Geno Smith is no longer banged up. It looks like he's healthy going into the week now, right? I mean, Yeah, get, he looks healthy. You got to go to Niners. Yeah, and it's okay. as simple as I don't care who's playing quarterback. You have McCaffrey. You have that outstanding defense. And overall, you, know, you just have enough weapons. I mean, but Purdy Seattle's is questionable. Good. Who's the backup to Purdy? Josh Johnson. That's – Horrifying. I'm, I'm telling you go right Seattle. now. Johnson's is so bad, it's not even funny. So I, maybe you go Seattle if Purdy's not playing. Seattle's at home. I think no. Seattle wins this yep. game. Brock Purdy's playing. Don't. Both don't what do you the, mean? But he says questionable teams. with an oblique. Yeah, he got That's smoked. not pretty. That's he got not hit pretty. really hard. I'm just saying, if there's even a smidge of chance, he's a Mr. Irrelevant. He's going to play through any situation because this is his opportunity. He's got his time to shine. He just beat the GOAT. You think he's missing any time? As fair as fair as that is, it's also a, a short he, turnaround. It's a Thursday night game. Yeah. And if he were to take a couple of hits early in the game, I'm gonna go ahead and say that Seattle's gonna win this one. I agree. Probably by a touchdown. I like I like Seattle if Purdy doesn't play, and even if he does, it's gonna be closer than I think we think. You know, you say he beat the goat. He went sixteen completions on hundred and eighty five yards. Two and touchdowns. Kenneth Two Walker throwing touchdowns, and he got too. a literal goal line, you know, quarterback sneak in for a touchdown. So he's serviceable. He's doing the job that he needs to. But yeah, yeah. who do y'all who do y'all pick? You going with Niners? Who are you going I'm with, going, Jake? I'm going. Niners. It just depends if if Purdy does play and is healthy. I'll go Niners. But if not, I'm going Seattle. Definitely, I'll go Seattle. The only way. thing that makes me even question it is that it is in Seattle. That's yes. the only thing that makes me second guess it because twelfth man, baby. Kenneth Walker's back too, baby. And I think DK mm. and Lockett are yeah. they're gonna have a good game. No Debo. Yep. This is gonna be one of the better Thursday night football you games of the year. I changed my vote because this is gonna be something that the Seahawks Woo, will steal. Swinging them. 
Seahawks yeah. will will be able to win this game because, like okay. you said, Thursday night, it's a home game. Geno's back. You got DK. You got Tyler Lockett. You got Ken Walker all right, back. We're all three on Seahawks. We're on it. Yep. Oh, baby. Yeah, Did I talk y'all into it? We're going I for mean, the I was considering now. it, but I'm, I'm fine to go Seattle. I think they're going to beat him, to be honest. So. And George Kittle has a bad game. That's probably going to yeah. happen. Yeah. I don't think ten. I'll have the have balls to start him on a Thursday night. I'd no, rather wait for oh Chick God, Conquo. No. Yeah. yeah. Well, Chick gets his plays designed for him. Right. George Kittle never does that. But he gets to he gets a play design, go block their uh their right defensive. Play left tackle. Yeah. Yes, every time. Yeah. Every single time. <laughs> He's the only tight end that can do it properly. Yeah. So I think that does it for today's episode, guys. You all feel good about this? Absolutely. We're gonna do it again on Sunday and have some Nova picks. Yeah. We Getting into the playoff season. What one more? Playoffs? Playoffs. Playoffs. We'll see you guys again soon. <laughs>